Hello and welcome back to It's Abundance, the podcast. I'm your host, Addison Jones. I am so thrilled that you are here today and joining me for episode 10. Oh my goodness, you guys, we are in the double digits. This is absolutely insane and my mind is baffled. But today is so special because I am truly inviting you into today's episode and I have asked you guys to drop your questions or talking points that we can discuss in today's episode. So I'm just going to give you my perspective on these talking points and I've pulled a few that I just feel like a lot of people can really relate to or just would benefit from from hearing somebody else's perspective because I think a lot of times us as Christians try to battle things alone and that's not what God has called us to do. So let's do this as a community today and let's just talk about these things. If you're new around here, we have started sharing good news at the top of each episode. This is just a way to get our heart and our mind in a state of gratitude before diving into the word together. So this week, um, good news is from a sweet friend who DM'd me on Instagram, basically saying that he had just been dealing with addictions that had been keeping him from wholeheartedly diving into the word. And the most recent podcast, Evaluating Heart Posture, really stood out to him. And that just makes me so, so glad and so happy that the Lord was able to speak to him through my voice. Oh my goodness, you guys, I just realized that this episode comes out on August 7th, which is also the same day that the Abundance Sticker Collection launches. So if you're listening to this on August 7th, then you can go ahead and head over to the Abundant Co. Instagram and in the link in the bio is a link to the link tree with the link for shopping the Abundance Sticker Collection. Oh my goodness, this is so crazy. You can click that link and find it three stickers that I have designed to just really embrace the power and the abundance of his love together. If you purchase them, make sure to take a picture and tag me on Instagram. I really, really would love to see who all is repping the Abundant Co. All right, enough of that. Let's dive into today's episode. But before we do that, if you are new around here, we also like to start off each episode with some scripture. Today's scripture is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. All right, with that, let's dive into today's episode. <laughs> you guys let's just dive in to these questions and talking points some of them are kind of hefty but I'm going to do my best to answer them and just to give you my perspective on them this first one is how do I personally keep my passion alive for serving and worshiping Jesus now my first and my initial thought on this is prayer I think for so long I have underestimated the power of prayer And I didn't realize that when you are waking up, and I've said this before, but asking God to wake up with that spiritual hunger for his word and just to sit with him, I've underestimated the power of how that sets you up for your day, if that makes sense. So when I wake up each morning and I sit with the Lord and I ask him to speak to me in in a way that... um, that I need to hear and not not literal speaking but just to feel his presence and just sit with him and and surrender my worries my anxieties for the day it has really really set 
me up for success. It has set my heart and my mind up for success for the rest of the day. And then I come to him at night in prayer and uh, sitting with him in the word. And I think for so long, I thought that this needed to be this picture perfect way of sitting with him. But really, truly, it can look like 10 or 15 minutes with him. Or maybe not even, maybe it's five and you just start the week off with five minutes in the word and in prayer. And then you increase it day by day. But just starting your day off and ending your day off with prayer and the word really helps you keep that passion alive. Another thing I would add is just when you recognize that your life is because the life that Jesus had was sacrificed for you, that passion is placed on your heart almost immediately. And we are we are human and we sin and we have this nature in us that has caused us to forget that. And I still I still struggle with that, but there is something so powerful about truly surrendering this idea that your life is in your hands. That has allowed me to continually praise him. And I guess in turn for that, I just have that that ability to keep it alive. And it's not it's not necessarily from me, but it's from him. And he has allowed me to understand that my life isn't isn't here because I was successful. No, it's here because he died for me and he chose me. I am royal priesthood. He chose me. And now I have the honor to praise him through all of my days and in every morning because he has put breath in my lungs and I am able to just choose joy in that, in that fact. So I don't know, maybe that doesn't make any sense, but if you have any questions, just ask me. I just feel like really understanding that my life isn't, isn't in my hands, it's in his has just allowed me to truly keep that passion alive and recognize that it's all because of him. So anyway, this next question is, how does God call us and remind us to trust? This is another really, really good question. So I have some scripture. We are in Psalms 56, verse 3 through 4. It says, when I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? And then in Psalms 56, verse 12, it says, We went through fire and through water, yet you have brought us out to a place of abundance. These verses are something that I would encourage you strongly to just hold so near to your heart because this is his calling for you as far as trusting and anxiety goes. What can flesh do to you? When your full faith, like we talked about in last week's episode, when your whole heart is in him, there is nothing that flesh can do to you to shake you. You are founded on the rock of Jesus Christ. There is nothing in your life. He holds nothing back that is perfect and good from your life when you are wholeheartedly serving and trusting him. When you are remaining faithful in his word, in these verses, there is nothing that can shake you. If you are struggling with trusting and anxiety, I encourage you to go to the book of Psalms because there is just so much scripture there that can really guide your heart into the right place. Another one is um, Psalms 40, chapter 40, and then just verse 1 through literally the entire chapter, but I'll just read a few. It says, 
I waited patiently for the Lord. He inclined me and heard my cry. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. He put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. May many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. Then chapter 46 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God. And then it says, God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Oh my goodness, you guys, if that doesn't give you chills and hearing that he will not move you if you are founded on the rock. Oh my goodness, we can put our full trust in him because if we do that, we won't be moved. There is nothing to fear when you are founded and rooted in the word of God. Hopefully I did okay covering that topic. I would love to dive into that more maybe in a separate episode, but let's move on. Our next point is God's voice. Now, just in general, God's voice. This would be another one that would just be so good for its own separate episode, but I'm going to do my best to just kind of give you what I've learned and what I have um, read in scripture about God's voice. I've also noticed that it's kind of a controversial topic in the Christian community, which I find very interesting. And that's why I've kind of come to this conclusion that God's voice is personal. I think there's just something so special about his voice, and it's at more of a personal level. Um, But diving into the word, and I've discovered that we can see his voice in in all of scripture through both the Old and the New Testament. Um, I've also noticed that God's voice, it's just such a, it's such a complex topic that it's it's hard to discuss if that makes sense i think before god reveals his voice to you and reveals these big and crazy things that we long for as humans he first needs to reveal in us the lies and the sins that are holding us back from hearing him our voices in our heads are constantly going whether you know that or not your your mind is constantly spinning and for me Oh my goodness, it's so hard for me to shut it down. And I get frustrated that I can't hear God's voice, but I haven't made enough room in my mind for him to speak. Another thing I've realized is that in 1 Corinthians, it says, but we have minds like Christ and God has authority over our minds. So sometimes when we can't hear God, maybe he's leading our minds to what he wants us to think. And that's his way of speaking to us. If we have minds like Christ, then God is in us and he is already speaking to us through our mind. I think we underestimate that so much and forget that. God's voice isn't always going to be the voice of a human like ours, but maybe it's the mind, the thoughts that we have. But then with that comes this discernment between the thoughts of the enemy and the lies that are being told to us and then the thoughts and the minds of Christ. And we have to be able to discern that and find the difference in that because if we can't, then then God isn't really speaking to us. Because God's thoughts, when we have the mind of Christ, it's always going to come from truth and scripture. He's not going to guide our minds to lies that are from the enemy. And it, it doesn't have to look a certain way. As Christians, 
we seriously have this idea in our minds of this perfect Christian life and God speaking to us in a certain way and this is so false. And these questions, like the first question that I answered, you know, how do you personally keep your passion alive for Jesus? And I love that question, but it's going to look different for you. And the way that God speaks to you is going to look different for you. God doesn't call us to all be the same. He has made us different. He has called us to the same mission. But there's difference in that. I guess what I'm trying to say is that you're not going to hear God's voice if you're relying on your own thoughts. If you're not truly surrendered and truly submitted, you're not going to hear from the Lord. You're going to hear the lies from the enemy. You got to ask God a question and you have to leave room for him to reply. We can't just ask God a question and then be like thinking about the rest of the world and be like, God, why didn't you answer me? It doesn't work like that. He needs you to just sit in the silence and you, you need to let him work in the silence. Another thing is that we just need to know scripture. There's a passage in scripture somewhere that's talking about Jesus in the wilderness and being uh, tempted by Satan. And he says, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. And I just, that, that is, that is how we hear from God is by not living on bread alone, not living by the world, but living by the word of, in the truth of God. And he is going to speak to us in the minds that are rooted in him and that are trusting him. Ugh, I could talk about God's voice all day long. I love that. Okay. Anyway, I just listened back and I realized that there's a slight buzzing noise in the background of that section. There's some people working on our kitchen, so just ignore that. It's done now. Anyway, next topic is godly friendships. We could go so many different routes with this one too, but I think I just want to start by saying we talked about in a couple episodes ago about uh, community and just surrounding yourself with like-minded Christians and I think if you're a teen or almost a teen or maybe you are like a college student, whatever it is, I think it is just so, so crucial that we are surrounded by like-minded Christians because yes, God calls us to discipleship and to be a light in others' lives and show the light of Christ, but he also calls us to be poured into. We should be being poured into just as much, if not more than we are pouring out into others. I'm not going to dive too much into this because I actually want to talk about this in next week's episode, but pretend like you didn't hear that. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 33 says, Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. This is another one of those verses that is kind of counterintuitive or contradicts other Bible verses and what God says and calls us to. Because a lot of what scripture talks about is us as children of God being disciples and discipling others and building his kingdom here on earth. But this is saying not that we cannot be surrounded by non-believers because I don't think that that's what God's telling us. But I think it is almost like a reminder that if you are being surrounded and your main circle of people are non-believers really evaluate what they are pouring into you because the more um the more scripture and faith and godly encouragement that's being poured into you the more likely that your foundation is going to build and your faith in Jesus is going to build but the more 
non-believer and the more more worldly view that's being poured into you, the more likely that that rock is going to be shaken and the wind and the rain is going to tear you down in seasons of hardship if your friend group isn't holding you accountable in scripture and in the word of God then you're more likely going to be shaken so it is so crucial that our group our circle is pouring into us and pouring into us from the word and not just from the world Finding these groups of people is so difficult. Let me tell you, I think if you are somebody who is looking for that group or looking for that friend that is going to pour into you, I would just encourage you to turn to prayer. Like always just turn and ask God like, Lord, would you just put somebody or a group of people in my life that will point me to you in those seasons of trials and hardship that I would seek you with them Because we know that we can't do it on our own. And yes, God tells us to rely on him and him alone. But he has put people in your life and he has built a community. Whether you see it or not, he has built a community for you to grow with. He he wants you to grow with people. He doesn't expect you to do this on your own. In fact, he knows you can't do it on your own. So if you are struggling and you would really, really like just a group of people that will point you back to Christ in those trials turn to prayer and don't underestimate him don't underestimate the power that he has to put people in your life our last topic or question that i've pulled is how do i know what i'm doing is what god wants me to do i think this one kind of goes hand in hand with that trusting god and having the minds of christ if you're questioning whether or not what you're doing in your life is from God or if it is for the glory of God, then I would encourage you to evaluate the state of your heart and the state of your mind. Because like we said, if you are rooted and your rock is Christ and you know that you can't be shaken because you have surrendered everything, you have submitted your life to him and you have chosen to lose your life in order to gain it in him, there shouldn't be a problem discerning whether or not whether or not it's from God. And if you are struggling with that, then take time to evaluate what that thing is. Evaluate your heart. Is it truly surrendered to God? Because if it is, you're likely not going to question whether or not what you're doing is from or for God. God will place on your heart and in your mind what it is that he desires for your life. And there will be no question The enemy, though, sometimes tries to convince us that it's not from God. And if that is the case, just pray to God for clarity. Lord, provide clarity in my mind and my heart that I would know that what I am doing is from and for your glory and not mine. All right, hopefully some of that made sense or you got a little bit of clarity on some things. But I would love to dive into these in separate episodes. So if you would really like that, or maybe there's something else that you want to hear talked about, or maybe somebody that you want on the podcast, please reach out. I would love to do more of these. This was so fun. And I just hope that you know that I am only talking from scripture and experience. I just want to share a little bit of my life and what I have learned through the hardships and the struggles as well as the joy found in him. 
If you made it this far in the video, comment below or DM me where you're listening from. I have some notifications that we have people from the U.S., Mexico, India, and the United Kingdom listening to It's Abundance, the podcast that is insane. I am so, so happy that our community is building. This is so exciting, and I'm so glad that you're here for the journey. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, stickers are officially here and available for purchase. Link is in the bio on the Abundant Co. Instagram. If you purchase one, be sure to take a picture and tag It's Abundance the Podcast or the Abundant Co. Also, it's already August, which is so crazy, but we have some exciting episodes planned. We are going to be talking about what faith looks like as a teen in today's society. We are going to be talking about entering the school year as a Christian and what that looks like and how to be prepared for that. And since it's already August, that means there is officially four months. That's it. Four months until This Isn't You comes out. If you don't know what that is, it is a book slash memoir about my story with an eating disorder. You guys, I'm so excited. December 1st, it comes out. So get ready. Finally, oh my goodness, you guys, I love you so much and I am just so thankful that you chose to tune in with me today. If you know somebody that would benefit from hearing today's episode or just really, truly like to hear this and hear one of these topics, don't hesitate to share it. Do it for the sake of them and for the sake of God's glory. Oh, let's do this together. Let's worship and praise our Father in the abundance of love that He has for us today. Thank you so much for choosing its abundance.